Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Jesus described himself as the resurrection and the life, we read in John 11. Who was he talking to? Well, we're considering this number of statements in John's Gospel at the beginning of this new year that tell us about who Jesus is. Uh, we have already seen that he said, I am the bread of life, I am the gate for the sheep, I am the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. Now we come to this further revelation, I am the resurrection and the life. To understand the previous words, we've had to look at the context, and to understand why Jesus is making this statement, we have to look at the context here in chapter 11 of John's Gospel. What has happened? A close friend of Jesus, Lazarus, has died. And Jesus was in another part of the country altogether, received the message, but didn't go rushing to the scene. And by the time he arrives, Lazarus has been dead and buried for four days. Of course, it is the custom in Israel to bury people the day they die because of the heat and so on. So um, here Jesus is now arriving at Bethany where his two sisters, Lazarus's two sisters, Martha and Mary, live. And Martha comes out to meet Jesus because she hears that he is approaching the village. Um, and he says, uh, she says to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Uh, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Now let, let's just put that in present context because um, if somebody is a believer, we believe that he will be resurrected, he will be raised with Jesus to reign forever. So Martha believes that. Um, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, now, wait a minute. This is one of these emphatic statements. See, I, I am the resurrection and the life. What's he saying? There is no resurrection to God's life outside of me. That anyone who is going to be raised to live and reign in heaven will have to be raised because of his faith in me. Now, there's also a challenge here to Martha. If I am the resurrection, dare you believe that I could raise your brother now, not to heaven, but to continue to live on the earth? Because I am the resurrection. You have the one who is the resurrection right with you. Um, uh, let, let, let me explain this. You see, Paul, the apostle, explains quite a lot about resurrection in his letters. Uh, 
And what he says is the believers will be raised in Christ. If we have died with him, been crucified with him, our old sinful life has been dead and buried, finished with, we shall also be raised with him. So Paul is saying the same thing. There is no resurrection to life outside of Jesus. Now we believe that that there will be a judgment for the living and the dead, but only those who believe in Jesus, have lived lives that are faithful to Jesus, will be raised to eternal life in heaven. Now, the New Testament is very, very clear about that. I mean, this idea that everybody goes to heaven or that all religions lead to heaven is absolute nonsense from a biblical perspective, that all those who are raised to life are raised in Jesus because by faith they are made one with Jesus. I am the resurrection is a very emphatic statement. So all those who belong to the Lord Jesus have got every hope and expectation of resurrection. Hope is what we're sure and certain of, although it lays in the future. It's not, well, I hope I will be raised. I know I will be raised in Jesus because my faith is in him. I love him. I serve him. I live with him. I live in him and he lives in me. It's, this is all the language of, of Scripture, you see. It's not, I will be raised with him because I go to church or I will be raised with him because I've tried to live a good life or because I, I've um, you know, done so many charitable deeds. No, I shall only be raised to life because I am in him, because I believe in him and trust in him, and by the grace of God I have been made one with him. This is what it means. I am the resurrection. Now, he, he doesn't just say I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. What, il, what life? This eternal life, this God's life that uh, he's been speaking about all the way through John's gospel. I have come that men may have life and have it in all its fullness. So we will be raised in, in that way. So Jesus explains, he who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. He will never die eternally. He won't be touched by what is called the second death. He, and then he challenges Martha, do you believe this? And Martha says, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who has come into the world. So this is a, a wonderful encounter, really. Now, uh, Jesus then, after meeting with Mary as well as Martha, comes to the tomb where Lazarus has been laid and he does actually restore Lazarus back to life. He doesn't raise him from the dead in his new resurrection body. It's, it's important to make that distinction. But he does show that because he is the resurrection, he has, Jesus has the power over death. So he has the power to restore. Now, I have, I have seen um, the dead raised. So... You know, God does that in this present generation as well as in Bible times. And uh, there are many, many testimonies of how Jesus has restored people to life 
not resurrected them with their risen body, but has restored them to life, has brought them back from death to life. So um, Jesus has the power to do that because he has conquered death with his resurrection. Martha seemed to respond to Jesus very quickly, whereas other people really struggle with this. Does it come from Revelation, Colin? I mean, how, how do people come to believe this? Well, of course, Martha and Mary had a relationship with Jesus. And I mean, uh, everything really in the Christian life comes out of relationship. It's not just relationship. We are called to do a whole lot of things in God's name, to serve him, to love him, to serve others. And by serving others, we serve him. Uh, but um, our serving of God uh, comes out of our relationship with Jesus. So um, we, if you like, we are living now as Christians in the risen life of Jesus because he has been raised from the dead. Remember he said to the disciples, continue to live in me and I will continue to live in you. Um, so we are living in the one who has been raised from the dead, and he, by the power of his spirit, is living in us. We have been made one with him. So that's wonderful. That's a wonderful thing, which means that we have the authority that Jesus had over sin, over sickness, and yes, even over death. Now, that doesn't mean that we can just call people back from the dead whenever we choose. But there are times when um, that's exactly what we can do. I can remember when, when um, uh, I was involved in, in someone being raised from the dead. I met the man about a year afterwards. And uh, I said to him, uh, what actually happened? And he said, well... Uh, I knew that my soul had left my body, but I heard you calling me back. Now, that was a very interesting way of putting it. And I knew I had to come back, that it was not yet God's time to take me to heaven. Um, it's very difficult, isn't it, for us to understand this, but that's exactly what he said. Uh, and actually, a quite remarkable thing happened because he was a man who had had, actually only two weeks before, he'd just been released from hospital after a massive heart attack. He'd had a series of heart attacks. And when he was taken to the hospital for a checkup, they said there was absolutely no sign of any damage to his heart at all or that he had ever had a heart attack. And he turned around to them and said, well, this is the hospital that I was released from only two weeks ago. If you look at your records, you'll see how many serious heart attacks I've had. And <laughs> so, you know, God did a complete work of healing. And actually, he um, sold his business and uh, he bought a property in the country and he set up a healing home. And he and his wife had people to come and stay there, people with medically terminal illnesses, and they would just pray them through to healing. So, you know, God restored that man, brought him back to life so that he could have a, a, a very fruitful and successful healing ministry. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 